You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. On today's show, it is officially Senior Bowl week in Mobile. We will catch you up on all the former SEC stars taking place in the College Showcase for NFL Scouts this week. Also, we will conclude our interviews with SEC players at the College Gridiron Showcase out in Fort Worth. We're going to catch you up with Auburn wide receiver Eli Stove. Talk all things Auburn with him. And we will also recap another monster weekend of SEC basketball as some of the contenders are starting to separate themselves from the pretenders. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on SEC for free wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. All right, tons to get into. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Around the conference. It is officially Senior Bowl week in Mobile. Plenty of SEC talent to go around. If you missed it last week, it was announced Alabama quarterback Mac Jones will be taking part in the Senior Bowl along with a ton of other SEC players. So just to give you some of the big SEC names taking part. There are two teams. There is the national team and the American team. On the national team, it'll be coached by the Dolphins. Not a whole lot of SEC players on that one. You got Arkansas quarterback Felipe Franks, Alabama running back Najee Harris, Alabama wide receiver Devontae Smith, and Ole Miss tight end Kenny Yeboah. Look, Devontae Smith and Najee Harris, I feel like they put on that team just to kind of even out the talent, but they're uh, on a team with a bunch of guys from Oklahoma and Notre Dame and a lot of guys from up north. On the American team, they're going to be coached by the Panthers. It is loaded with SEC talent. At defensive back, we've got Mizzou's Joshua Bledsoe and Tyree Gillespie, uh, Georgia's DJ Daniel, Mark Webb, and LSU's Jacoby Stevens. On the D-line, you got Georgia's Malik Herring. At linebacker, how about this one for a trio? LSU's Jabril Cox, Georgia's Monty Rice, and Auburn's K.J. Britt. Those three are about as good as it gets. On the offensive line, it gets even better. Tennessee's Trey Smith, Kentucky's Drake Jackson, Georgia's Ben Cleveland, Alabama's Alex Leatherwood and Deontay Brown. I mean, that's a, a stud of a – that's basically an NFL offensive line right there. At quarterback on the American team, you've got Texas A&M's Kellen Mond, and Florida's Kyle Trask. We could also put Jamie Newman in there, but they're crediting him as a Wake Forest quarterback, even though he transferred to Georgia. He never played. So, uh, Wake Forest quarterback Jamie Newman. At running back, you get Mizzou's Larry Roundtree and Mississippi State's Kylan Hill. Those are both really good. At tight end, you get Georgia's Trey McKitty. And at wide receiver for the American team, it's LSU's Racy McMath, South Carolina's Shai Smith, Tennessee's Josh Palmer, and two Florida Gators with Trevon Grimes and Kadarius Toney. That is as ridiculous as it gets from big names from the SEC this year. Almost half of the Senior Bowl roster comes from the SEC. That's just ridiculous. The players, they will hit the practice field starting tomorrow, and we'll bring you as much information and coverage as we can from Mobile throughout the week. They have some media there. It's a little limited. And uh, the fans, they, they have sold out of tickets there. It's uh, going to be limited fan capacity, but they sold out of those tickets uh, pretty quickly. 
All right, other tidbits from across the SEC. Over at Tennessee, they introduced their new athletic director, Danny White, on Friday afternoon. The 41-year-old is the fourth athletic director since Dave Hart took over in September 2011. White signed a five-year contract that will automatically roll over each year so that the remaining term shall always be for five years. His average annual rollover salary make him the highest-paid athletic director in the SEC. White's first job in coming over from UCF is hiring a new football coach. With the volunteers in the midst of an internal and NCAA investigation into recruiting issues that cost Jeremy Pruitt and several of his assistants their jobs last week. Chancellor Plowman did not have an estimate for when Tennessee's own investigation will be completed. White said he has a long-term view for his third program as an athletic director, and they're saying they're getting the ball moving here. They could announce... The next Tennessee head coach sometime very soon. So they made a quick hire with the athletic director, but it sounds like it will not be, as we kind of assumed last week, maybe they could go with Kevin Steele as the interim head coach for a year. He's the interim head coach for right now, but that's until they make a new hire, and it sounds like they're going to try to make that rather quickly. Over at Alabama, it is expected they are expected to hire Robert Gillespie as their running backs coach former Florida running back who spent the last three seasons as the running backs coach at North Carolina. Also spent uh, several years at Tennessee. Late last week, Alabama also made it official. Their new offensive coordinator will be former Texans head coach Bill O'Brien, and their O-line coach will be former Jaguars head coach Doug Marone. So two guys coming right from the NFL as head coaches, now assistants under Nick Saban. Doesn't get any better than that. Uh, former Auburn head strength and conditioning coach Ryan Russell is expected to be hired as part of Eli Drinkwitz's staff at Mizzou. Russell was Auburn's head strength and conditioning coach the last eight seasons under Gus Malzahn. And Auburn did name Burt Watts their special teams coordinator and outside linebackers coach. Watts spent the last season at Memphis as their linebackers coach and three seasons at Fresno, Straight, Fresno State, including two as a defensive coordinator. And one more Auburn note, new head coach Brian Harson has said that offensive coordinator Mike Bobo will indeed call the plays for Auburn's offense, so that answers any question of how involved will Harson be in the offense. Look, you got to point these things out at Auburn. How often did we wonder, who's called the plays? Is it Gus? Is it somebody else? Over at Vanderbilt, they are expected to hire David Raya as offensive coordinator. He was the Arizona Cardinals wide receivers coach the last two years, previously worked for the Green Bay Packers. Over at Ole Miss... They are hiring John David Baker from USC as their tight ends coach. And Bruce Feldman reports that Baker will also become the passing game coordinator for the Rebels. That was a position that former coach Joe John Finley held as well. Baker, who played quarterback at Abilene Christian, spent one season as an offensive analyst for the Trojans before moving up to their tight ends coach last year. So he will work under Lane Kiffin. Former Mississippi State defensive back Corey Charles announced he's going to transfer to Western Illinois. That's the same school that landed ex-Auburn running back uh, Jatarvius Whitlow. Auburn offensive lineman Kamar Bell, he has entered the transfer portal. He was a member of the 2019 recruiting class. Florida DB C.J. McWilliams has entered the portal, started two games for the team back in 2018. And former Hawaii quarterback Zach Daniel announced he will join Texas A&M as a walk-on. He's a Houston native who was a three-star recruit in 2019. And lastly, LSU picked up a commitment from the number one cornerback in the 2022 recruiting class, LaTerrence Welch. 
He said, quote, why would I turn up in another state when I could turn up in mine? He is a two-time state champion in the state of Louisiana. Makes the commitment despite LSU not even having a defensive coordinator at this time. That's how good LSU can recruit among some of the best in the SEC. Just go ahead and uh, let's add players when we don't even have a position coach at <laughs> or defensive coordinator at the time. All right, coming up next, we're going to catch up with former Auburn wide receiver Eli Stove here on Locked on SEC. Look, as guys, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair, from how it feels after getting a fresh haircut to the way it's perfectly styled before we hit the town. That's why when we get into our 20s and 30s and start noticing the first signs of hair loss, it definitely feels like panic time. And let's face it, no guy's ever ready to go bald. Thankfully, now there is keeps, a simple and easy way to keep your hair. Two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they hit age 35. The best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left. You used to have to go to the doctor's office for hair loss problems like this. You have to, used to have to get a prescription. Now, thanks to Keeps, you can visit a doctor online and get hair loss medication delivered right to your door. They make it easy and deliver your medication every three months so you can say goodbye to pharmacy checkout lines and awkward doctor visits Prevention is the key. Keeps treatments typically take between four to six months and you start seeing results. So it is important to act fast. The sooner you start using Keeps, the more hair you are going to save. So if you've got a pen or just want to put it in the notes in your phone, this is what you need to do right now. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash locked on college to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps K-E-E-P-S.com slash locked on college if you got a minute just google keeps and you can check out some of the customer photos they speak for themselves keeps.com slash locked on college hope you guys are ready for the end of the football season i'm not look college football has come and gone we're in the thick of sec basketball season sec baseball right around the corner but we've got one more game to go and that is the super bowl and there is only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, and that is betonline.ag. You can sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use our promo code LOCKEDON for 50% welcome bonus. That is LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. They got tons of stuff, not just the betting line on the Super Bowl. If you think Tom Brady's going to break through and win yet another one, they got tons of prop bets you can get in on rushing yards, all kinds of different things. Go check them out right now, betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On. You'll get your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. SEC basketball action all week long. You can get in on some of the games. If you like some of the lines or you want to take an underdog straight up, the dogs have been winning a lot of games as of late. If you haven't been paying attention, go to betonline.ag. They are your online sportsbook experts. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, which is a a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Hey, 2020 is mercifully over. It is time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and you want more wins, listen to Locked on Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. 
They're picking college basketball, NBA locks, all of them, all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. All right, as we mentioned, the College Gridiron Showcase is going on in Fort Worth, Texas, the first major all-star event of the college football postseason with top college seniors selected by a panel of football experts. And one of the guys who's out there trying to showcase his skills for the scouts from the NFL, CFL, and other pro leagues is Auburn wide receiver Eli Stove, and he joins us now. Eli, what's going on, man? No, much. How you doing? Doing good, man. Uh, talk about what this week has been like so far for you. Uh, yeah, it's been a two long days. Uh, it's been good, though. It's, it's been good, you know, to meet the coaches or scouts and talk to them and, uh, you know, just get to know them and let them get to know you and your story and what's been going on in your life, stuff like that, as well as, you know, what you could do better, uh, what you think you did good at in games or situations. It's been good, though. You spent uh, five seasons at Auburn, uh, part of some really good teams there. Is there one moment or one memory that will always stand out to you? Probably the 2017 season. That was a great year. Went to the SC Championship. We had really good players. Really good team. I think we we could have went to the uh, National Championship. But, you know, it is what it is. I think we had a good enough team. For sure, that whole season though, and certainly a couple wins over the, uh, the you know that other team in the state. That, that those were good too, right? Yeah, those are good. But I know that season because we beat them and Georgia back to back, so it was like that was that was it. Like that, that was that was a great season. You guys had uh, such a, a talented receiving core this year with you, Seth uh, Schwartz, uh, Bo Nix, reigning SEC Freshman of the Year. In your opinion, why was the offense so inconsistent much of this year? Because some weeks, man, you guys were clicking all all cylinders, and in other weeks, it kind of bogged down. In your opinion, uh, why was that? Uh, to be honest with you, I, I really don't know. I guess we, I think we need to, you know, practice on. Uh, Really, just timing and stuff like that. You know, uh, I think our chemistry was a little off, just a little bit. You know, Corona knocked stuff back, um, so we didn't really get to have a spring together. You know, work with plays and stuff like that. So, like timing and stuff was all off this year. Uh, but I think we could have had a, a way better year, great year. But I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, it's crazy because a lot of the guys we've talked to have said that same thing. That I mean, just the 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 this year not being a normal year, it really was tough to uh, to fix those those little things that you might fix throughout summer and and fall camp in, in normal circumstances. You guys did finish the regular season at six and four, which is really good considering you played a full ten game SEC schedule. But still, the school decided to move on from from Coach Malzahn. What did you like most about Coach Malzahn and your time playing for him? Uh, really, yeah, he was a you know a father figure. He was, he was a great dude, uh, a Christian man. Uh, there's not many like him. He he really pushed me throughout the throughout the years, you know, to help him become a man I am today. So I appreciate him. I thank you for him and his wife for that. Obviously, uh, you know his record. I think a lot of people were surprised when they decided to move on from him, just from how successful he had been over his years at Auburn. You were one of the few uh, upperclassmen who chose to stick it out and and still play in the bowl game under interim coach uh, Kevin Steele. A tough loss to a really good Northwestern team. But what was the mood like uh, with Coach Steele taking things over and getting you guys ready for the bowl game? I mean, it was pretty much the same because you know we all had the same goal at the end of the day. We all just wanted to win the last game. Just the same energy. Uh, you know, like I said, just really wanted to win the last game. It was all the same. Um, nobody was, you know, complaining and stuff like that. So 
obviously a new coaching staff coming in and you know they'll have to reevaluate things and figure out who's going to be the starters moving into next year in your opinion what what do, what do you like most about Bo Nix and what are maybe some of the qualities that he's going to bring to that team next year as the uh, third year quarterback I think he's going to bring more leadership uh this next year uh he's been he's been doing a pretty good job but I think he's going to step it up even more knowing that he has a lot of you know holes to fill a lot of people are gone so I think he know his role was bigger this year than it had ever been, for sure. Obviously, a lot of folks got excited with the run. When you think of Auburn and just the history of Auburn, obviously some great wide receivers like you and and some of your teammates, but running backs. I mean, everybody always thinks back to the Ronnie Brown uh, Cadillac years, but obviously uh, Tank Bigsby arrived on the scene this year and, and really showed some tough running ability. How good do you think Tank Bigsby can be next year and throughout the rest of his career in the SEC? I don't think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be great. I, ain't gonna lie. I haven't seen much, many running backs like him. You know, he, he took over this year. I think there's, he got way better years ahead of him. Uh, he just he brings a lot of energy to the game. You know, Without him, a lot of the receiver stuff wouldn't have been there. So I, I really do thank him. You know, He's going to be a good back, and he's definitely going to get to the next level. So obviously some some changes here, even in just the last couple of weeks. Coach Steele, who is your, your interim coach, he moves to Tennessee. Do you root for him now at Tennessee, or is it one of those things where uh, I want him to do well, but not when they play Auburn? Yeah, well, he's still my coach. You know, I'm always going to respect him for everything he's done. You know, I mean, I'm going to root for if it. If it's an Auburn versus Tennessee game, I'm gonna, of course I'm going to root for Auburn. Uh, and I'm going to root for Coach Steele, whatever he, uh, whatever he does at Tennessee, for sure. I mean, he's still, he's still a, a good coach. He's still my coach, so. Eli Stove joined us. Uh, Eli, I don't know the last time a, a team had three big-time receivers come out in one, at one time uh, going into the draft. Obviously, I'm sure you guys are going to be asked about each other and all that, but it, give me a quick idea. If I asked you, uh, who of, of you and Seth and Anthony, who's the fastest, who's got the best hands, and who's the most uh, the crisp route runner? Just break it down, those three. Fastest, best hands, and best route runner. Yeah, well, you know who's fast, who's the fastest. Uh, <laughs> I think you knew that one already. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give that to, to Schwartz, and then hands, of course, would be Seth. I think I got the best routes. Nice. I love it. You know your route tree? I definitely know my route tree, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Talking with uh, Eli Stove, it, it, it's going to be a lot of fun to see you guys at, at the next level. Uh, what are you hearing mostly just in your early conversations with scouts and things like that? Do they tell you what to work on or, or what kind of things that you can develop in this preparatory time as you get ready for, obviously, uh, the pro day coming up in, in several weeks? Yeah, so scouts, I talked to my ass, you know, at the end of the interview, whatever I said, so what do y'all see in me? What do y'all, like, think I need to work on, stuff like that? And most of them said that, I do everything really well. Like it's kind of hard to say I, I'm not doing good in something, or I have like I have, I have weaknesses, but they're easy to I guess you know work on, and that's that's fine to them. They said I I'm literally good in everything. They just need me to be great in everything, and and then I'll be able to uh, hopefully start on the team. It's kind of cool that you get to take part in this showcase, but it is a little bit disappointing that they're not going to have a traditional NFL combine and all that kind of stuff this year. So it, does it become that much more important to getting ready for that pro day? And obviously, look, I mean, you're going to be going up against or with some other really good wide receivers there at the same time. Uh, is it put a little bit more pressure to have to go uh, perform really well at your pro day? Uh, well, to be honest, I think the scouts know what are, like you said, the weaknesses and our strengths. So I don't, 
I think they're really going to base everything off the running. Uh, Ross and stuff, you know, they they see us do it, um, but they already know who we are from our film. So that's not, I don't think that's their biggest concern. I think they want to see all of us run and see how we move, really. Last thing for you, Eli, just a, a early thought. I mean, I know th- you, you're, you guys have moved on and you're getting ready for the next level, but fans are very excited to see what Coach Brian Harson's going to bring. And obviously, two you know, great coordinator hires in, in Derek Mason, the former Vandy coach, going to be the D.C., and now Mike Bobo going to be the, the offensive coordinator. What are your expectations for that team moving forward next year? And, and what, you know, what are you hearing the early uh, reception on those guys? Should Auburn fans be excited about? Yeah, they brought in some great coaches. Um, you know, I did my little snooping. I didn't, I didn't know much about uh, the coaching staff that they brought in, but I, I did a little, you know, looking up names, stuff like that, because, of course, I'm going to want to see who's, you know, coaching my old teammates and my team. So, yeah, I, I think they brought in a good group, you know, someone that work work hard, um, someone that, you know, puts the players, you know, first. You know, uh, I think he has, he'll do a great job in pushing them to their limits and making them the best they could be. And of course, driving for to the to the league. So, well, Eli, uh, congrats on a great career, man. Uh, you really uh, close the book on a, on one chapter, and the next chapter opens as you uh, take your game to the next level. And uh, we wish you and and your teammates the best of luck, man. And we'll we'll be watching you at the next level. All right, yes, sir. Thank you. All right, thanks so much, man. That's uh, Eli Stove, there, former Auburn wide receiver, now uh, taking his talents to the next level and getting ready uh, out there as part of the. Uh, uh, showcase in uh, Fort Worth as a lot of um, a lot of SEC guys out at the College Gridiron Showcase in Fort Worth uh, getting ready uh, to show off their skills for a lot of the scouts out there. When we return here on Locked On SEC, we'll take a quick look around the weekend that was SEC basketball. Quick minute here for our friends at Built Bar. We tell you all the time, Built Bar is the best tasting pr- protein bar ever. They are new and improved. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six newer flavors. The cookies and cream is my favorite. I always tell you guys about their bars covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, but they're a much healthier alternative to some of that other junk food you're eating out there. Built Bar is great if you're looking to get more health conscious in the new year, looking to lose or maintain weight. They're low calorie, low sugar and high protein, high fiber bars. Cookies and cream that I always go for, 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar. Check them out right now. Their website, BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar.com. Guarantee you're going to find something you like, and when you do, make sure you use our promo code LOCKEDON, and you will get 20% off your next order. That's the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. And in case you can't find something that you like or you're not sure, you find multiple flavors you think you might like, you can try the variety pack. They'll send you all kinds of different flavors, and you can test them out, see which one you really like. If you fall in love with one like I did with the cookies and cream, that's the one you're going to be ordering from now on. Go check them out at BuiltBar.com and use our promo code LOCKEDON. Hey, coming up later this week on Locked on SEC, we'll catch up with some of our friends down in Mobile for the Senior Bowl. Get a full update on how many of the SEC players are looking good so far as they look to put on a show for the scouts. That's all this week 
on Locked On SEC. Well, tons of stuff to get into on the basketball front, the hardwood. Tons of SEC basketball games taking place over the weekend. So let's get into recapping some of the action that was the weekend of SEC basketball. 40 seconds to go, 10 on the shot clock. Quinterly at 9, at 8, Petty at 7. Back to JQ, fakes a 3, back to Petty, all alone, 3, battle. Remaining. Yeah, it was a fun one in Tuscaloosa as Mississippi State gave Alabama a good fight, but Alabama hangs on to win 81-73. It was a game where DJ Stewart did his best for Mississippi State to keep them in at 27 points for him. But Alabama, man, this offense is a juggernaut. We didn't even touch on their big win where they just hammered LSU in their house the middle of last week, setting an SEC record for most three-pointers made in a game. They didn't shoot as well on this one. Only made 14 of their 34 threes. That was still 41%. That's still really good. And just a balanced scoring. Every starter for Alabama scored in double digits, and they get the win, 81-73 over the Bulldogs of Mississippi State. And Alabama improves to 8-0 and in the conference. Those three early season losses are a distant memory at this point. Well, Arkansas has been very efficient offensively today. They now have 22 assists on 37 made baskets. They've won the rebounding battle, plus 10. They shoot 57%, 63% in the second half. The Arkansas Razorbacks feels like a long time ago that they started the season undefeated before they got in the conference play. Since they got in the conference play, they are 4-4, four and four, but... Doing so with a win over Vanderbilt on Saturday. They beat them 92-71, to took care of business. Moody dropped 26, Tate had 25, and they never looked back as they shot 57% from the field, 8 of 19 from 3, and put it on Vanderbilt. Scotty Pippen Jr. had 15 points for Vandy, but things just keep getting rougher for Vandy as they fall to 0-5 in the conference, still winless, but Arkansas showing they are not to be trifled with. They are... Back at 500, looking to build off of that as they move along. Carolina basketball, up the floor, down the right side. Shot is up, it was blocked by Thor, he rebounded it. Ahead, Cooper to Devin with the two-hand jam. That's what it sounded like as the Auburn Tigers scored over the century mark. They score 109 over South Carolina, uh, who scores 86, 109-86 win for the Auburn Tigers as they improve to 3-5 and five in the conference. Things aren't going the best for Auburn this year, but nonetheless, it was a great offensive performance from them as they shot 51% from the field, 51% from three-point land, 93% of the free-throw line. They put on an offensive clinic, they did, as Alex Flanagan with 24, uh, Alan Flanagan, rather, 24 points in this one. And the Auburn Tigers starting to maybe find their way a little bit after a fall into a hole to start the year. Big win for them as uh, it's a career high 24 with four threes for Flanagan in this one. Kobe Brown hands the bugs on the right side, looks inside to Tillman, skip pass right wing, pick it a three, made it, bangs home a three, 56 45 Missouri. Man, it was a rough week for the Tennessee Volunteers, not just in their athletic department. Well, look, at least they made a good hire at, as their athletic director, but firing their football coach and firing multiple staffers and over in the basketball court. Not one, but two 
uh, losses on the court as a top 10 team. They were number six in the country. They lose to Florida midweek, and then they lose to Missouri at home on Saturday, 73-64. to The Volunteers uh, struggled a bit on the defensive side of things. Missouri finding their way, shooting over 43% from the field, 42% from three. But it was Pinson for uh, Missouri dropping 27 points. He was a monster on the day, and Tennessee didn't have much answer for him. Ponds had 12, 20, James had 12. Tennessee needs to find a way to snap this two-game losing streak sooner rather than later. Another turnover. Consecutive steals by the Rebels. Schuler crosses up his man down the lane with the left. <laughs> Timeout, Aggies. Yeah, in case you missed their Ole Miss, they beat Texas A&M 61-50. Jarkel Joyner scored 21 points with seven rebounds, and Devontae Schuler scored 17. Ole Miss capitalized on Texas A&M, who just had some dry spells throughout the game, and the Rebs find a way to get the win. They improved to 3-4 and four in the conference, looking to claw their way out uh, or back to that 500 spot. The Aggies... It's having a rough year overall. Two and five now in the conference. Seven and six overall. Here's a pass going side deflected by Deruji. Gators with a steal. Appleby lobs it to Deruji and a catch and a layup. Beautifully done in the transition goal for Deruji. Trey Mann scored a career high 24 points, leading five Florida Gators into double-digit scoring with 24 points, six rebounds, four assists for Trey Mann as the Florida Gators. And the loss to the Georgia Bulldogs, 92-84. Gators improved to 5-3 and three in the conference. Georgia drops to 2-5. and five. Andrew Garcia had 17 points for the Bulldogs. But it's a big win for the Florida Gators as they're looking like a pretty darn good team. Despite uh, not having one of their best players, they're able to uh, improve to 8-4 and four on the year and second in the SEC. And the Gators... Uh, with a nice road victory over the Georgia Bulldogs. Picks up his dribble, needs help, over to Brooks. Brooks to the right baseline, 15-foot fall away, rims out, tapped in, B.J. Boston! How about Boston? Back-to-back big plays. B.J. Boston coming up big for the Kentucky Wildcats as they find a way to get a win over LSU, 82-69. Uh, it was a point coming into this when the LSU was favored in this one, on the road at Rupp Arena, never an easy place to play, but Kentucky... Just been ailing after that last-second loss uh, middle of last week to Georgia. And uh, the Kentucky Wildcats dig deep with all their five-star talent all over the court. They're able to snap their three-game losing streak and win in, in pretty convincing fashion over a really good LSU team. Trenton Watford had 26 points for LSU. Cameron Thomas, who is uh, the early frontrunner for SEC Freshman of the Year, he only has 18 points on 6 of 20 shooting LSU was just four for 23 from three. So their three-point shooting, not very good. Kentucky, who has not shot the three-ball well all year, they were seven of 26, just 26%, but it was better than what LSU had to offer. And so that quick, Kentucky still alive, still in the hunt, four and three in the conference. Uh, it's going to take a lot more wins to get for them to get into the tournament for LSU. After snapping their four-game win streak, they uh, lose in embarrassing fashion to Alabama in the middle of last week, and then you lose by double digits to Kentucky. They need to turn this thing around quickly and right the ship. And that is your look at the games from Saturday across the SEC. Just to give you quickly the standings, Alabama leads the way at 8-0, undefeated in the conference. 
followed by Mizzou, who is at 4-2 and two if you're just going win percentages. And then LSU and Florida both sitting there at 5-3. and three. Kentucky and uh, Tennessee both at 4-3. and three. Arkansas, Mississippi State at 4-4. Four and four. And then at the bottom half, you've got Ole Miss 3-4, Auburn 3-5, Georgia, Texas A&M at 2-5, South Carolina is 1-3, and, and Vandy winless at 0-5. Man, if Vandy goes winless on the, the year in football, will they go winless on the year in basketball? Could be a really long year for the Vanderbilt Commodores. But uh, that is your early look at the, or rather recap, at what happened over the weekend in the SEC. Just looking ahead to some big games. Coming up tomorrow night, we've got LSU and A&M. 8 o'clock Central, 9 Eastern on SEC Network. That one is at Reed Arena at College Station. 6 o'clock, we'll have uh, Mississippi State at Tennessee. Tennessee needs to find a way to get a win in that one. That will be at Thompson Bowling Arena, 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern on SEC Network. On ESPN, 6 p.m. Central, 7 Eastern. It'll be Kentucky at Alabama. Coleman Coliseum, that is going to be a monster one. We know how talented Kentucky is, but Alabama undefeated in the SEC. If Kentucky you could find a way to go get a road win there, that would be a monster feather in their cap. And then ESPN 2, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, it'll be top 20 ranked Mizzou at Auburn. And that is around the conference looking on the basketball front. That is going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. Appreciate all you guys for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Tons of stuff to discuss. We'll get back into more uh, – Looking ahead at the Senior Bowl with all the SEC players in that. Hoping to catch up with a player or two as well from the SEC, taking their talents to the next level. That's coming up all this week on Locked on SEC. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.